What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Josh, and welcome to Filmverse, the show all about cinematic expanded universes. On this week's episode, we have Clown Prince of Crime Talk, Whitewashing Backlash, Han Solo Movie Recasting, Blade Runner prequel shorts of the upcoming sequel, and much, much more. Here to nerd out with me about all this is our usual suspects, Bruno. I thought you were introducing me as the Clown Prince, and I got super excited for some reason. I mean, you tell some jokes, I guess. Yeah, they're usually bad, though. <laughs> Chachi? Actually, I kind of thought that you were he was talking about me, because I just brought up the new uh, White Knight series. Which sounds terrible, if anyone's read the premise of it. Megan? So, uh, I just want to share a story real quick with you. Uh, work started up for me, because that's what happens when summer ends, and... Uh, this week was the first week back, and I got to uh, supervise a gym class, and it was fifth grade, and there's this kid on the pull-up bars trying to do pull-ups, and he can't because he's a fifth grader, and there's another kid running around <laughs> a cast who's been told by three different teachers that he needs to go sit down because he's not allowed to play in gym with a cast, and I look over, and he's just taking basketballs, and he's trying to wham this kid in the face who's trying to do pull-ups, <laughs> and I watch him throw like three different balls trying to hit this kid, and this kid's just looking at him, trying to do pull-ups the whole time. I'm like, what is wrong with you children? First week back, and you're already trying to hurt each other. Kids are weird. So I'm thankful to be back here. <laughs> with adults. <laughs> kind of, I guess. And Brendan. Questionable. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. I feel good today. I've actually gotten, like, more than five hours of sleep. It's been it's been a delightful experience. It must be. Well, speaking about school being back, um, I believe we had homework from last week. I don't mm. hope everyone did their homework. By last week, I mean like two, three weeks ago, whenever we recorded last. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, do you want to remind us what that homework was? Our homework was, if you were stuck on an island, which actor would you want to be with and watch their entire filmography from start to finish? I will stick with my original answer, which was Gina Carano. Why? Because it's Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> first off, okay, first off... She is very physically fit, so I feel like she'd be doing most of the work of keeping us alive. Which All you're I can doing is watching the videos at this point in time, from start to finish. Well, then, well, at some point, including we have to the stay bad alive. and the good. I like her movies. She's generally good. I mean, that includes uh, Deadpool. She was in Deadpool. Um, I'm trying to re- remember what else she was recently in that I watched. Uh, Haywire was actually a decent flick of hers. I do really like your logic, though, that she would do most of the work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she's cute. So. She was. She was the one that was the American Gladiator. Yes. Oh my yeah, she God. Was uh, can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> See? Can I be stranded on this island, please? <laughs> A question: uh, Does the duration that we're on the island matter? Like you're on it forever, and you will watch oh, the filmography wow. over and over and over, and that's all you get to watch. I'm completely okay with this still. <laughs> I've made mistakes in my life, but uh, <laughs> I chose uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, our beloved Tom Hanks. He knows how to live on a deserted Cast island. Away. He's already been there. It's an he, instruction manual. Were you Wilson in this? I mean, uh, Josh, but yeah. <laughs> he was actually one of my answers. Uh, Tom Hanks, also because his movies are actually good, so that helps mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them, so there's a lot of variety. He hasn't just like one note. Um, so yeah, I think Tom Hanks is the best answer. He's everyone's favorite uncle. Exactly. Oh, she was also in Fast and Furious 6. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, she was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my answer was Gary Oldman. Ooh, that's wow, a good one. Wow, that's a good one. one too. That's a really I good mean, one. I mean, he's like, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's the best. I'll get to watch Fifth Element. I'll get to watch, um, The Dark Knight. All the, like, all the, just anything that's great. Get to he watch has, Leon. He has such Leon. a wide range of characters, too. Harry They're Potter. so different. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That's mm-hmm. true. The best part about Gary Oldman is the fact that it's not like you're watching one 
note character. Like it's he doesn't play the same type of person ever. And sometimes you can't tell he's in the movie. So it's yeah. even better. I mean that's that's the best part about him. Like here, pass that pass that picture around. Just the many faces oh, of yeah. Gary Oldman. Seen I love it. Before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For our listeners at home, if you Google the many faces of Gary Oldman, it should be one of the first images that pop up. Yes, indeed. I think if you just Google Gary Oldman, he comes yeah. up all the time with like that image of all the different characters he's played. Yeah. If you and, Oh no no I'm fine just pass it right my, my second answer would have been Tom Hanks Tom and Hanks then and then I would have said Scarlett Johansson because I mean we are trapped on a deserted island that's why she said forever is like oh I've made mistakes with my life but yeah I, <laughs> I knew what I said <laughs> now if there's anybody out there listening who actually knows me at all you know exactly what my answer was the second this question was asked and it is Kevin Bacon. Wow, okay. I, I wouldn't have guessed this. Okay, so as it turns out, I have a picture of Kevin Bacon on my desk at work. <laughs> and it's... It is framed. It is framed. It is framed. Yep. It's not signed, though, right? No, no. I've Kevin never Bacon. actually met Kevin Bacon. It is a life goal. It's because he has a restraining order out against yeah. you. It's a good, distinct possibility. restraining <laughs> yeah. order. And he never comes to Steel City Cons. So this, this kind of piggybacks off of what Chachi had said about like a guy who plays a lot of different types of characters. Um, and the thing is, is most people I've not really gotten into the weeds in Kevin Bacon films because he's not nearly as popular as someone like Gary Oldman. But he has done a lot of really great stuff, especially in his early works where he played a lot of villains. He plays a really, really good, scary, gross villain. If you've ever seen the movie Sleepers, he plays, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, he's gross in that movie. That's the one where uh, he's a correctional officer. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, that was the first Kevin Bacon film I've ever watched, and ever Ooh. since then I've wow. seen him as that character, and he scares me to death. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was miserable in that movie, yeah. but he has another film, one of my favorites by him, called The Woodsman. Which oh, yeah. is, I thought you were going to say Tremors, but okay, go ahead. Well, Tremors. so Tremors, Tremors is my favorite film, yes. Kevin, Kevin, and that yeah. would actually be my favorite day of the year in the Kevin Bacon Island Marathon. Would be Tremors Day. <laughs> it's like, Tremors Day. It's Tremors Day. <laughs> it's Tremors Day again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But um, no, he he was in a movie called The Woodsman, which I think is actually probably my favorite like film in terms of what he actually did as an actor. Um, he was the reason that movie is so great is he actually is in it with Kara Sedgwick, his wife, mm-hmm. and she is his wife at the time of that film. Oh, so the so. the chemistry between the two of them is actually like very palpable. Like it's a really like all the scenes that they share together are great because you believe in their relationship. But also he's a guy. It it, it tackles some really dark themes because uh, he's a he's a former child molester. He went to prison for that for eight years and then he got out and he's trying to like live his life. Are we talking about sleepers again? I'm confused. I know, right? Yeah, that's funny. And a lot of people give me shit for that. Like, dude, he was a child molester in two different movies and I'm like... Do you get to watch his TV shows as well as his movies? Because wasn't he in... The following, the following, which yeah, was actually a pretty decent show. Yeah, which, I would assume. I so. would have stunned it to assume would watch. <laughs> You've never seen the following? I watched the first season. Okay, it's oh, good. okay. I thought it, I I I got up to, I got to the end of the first season and I'm just like, I was just, who isn't in on this? And I stopped watching it. Like, <laughs> no, it is a very much like everyone's in on it. <laughs> you do you do realize that your pick takes him away from his wife of 29 years and their children. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, it's yeah. This this it's this is all theoretical. Does this, he this, know was, this? this is actually your problem. Yeah. Yeah. for presenting this to us. And speaking of That's your problem, hypothetical. Who, is, yeah, who's your who's your life you're destroying? You're the one who who aren't thinking the moral situation of it. Uh, mine's Michael Fassbender, so I can fuck him. <laughs> wow. I okay. like how Chachi was like very like nonchalant. Like, 
trying to beat around the bush there. Like, you know, just Scarlett she's, Johansson, because we're going to be there forever. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just like, Michael Fassbender, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've already seen his penis, so. Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I like where your head's at, because I was going to try and tie Kevin Bacon to Michael Fassbender through X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. So thank you for mentioning my, my celebrity crush, Michael Fassbender. Wow, that's actually three of us who have a celebrity crush on Michael Fassbender. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the news of the week. Um, there's actually some really good ones in here. Uh, first off, the confusion that is DC continues. <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> surprise. So Warner Brothers are in talks to develop a standalone Joker origin movie that isn't connected to the DC expanded universe. So that's the weird part. But then also, the movie will be produced by Martin Scorsese and directed by Todd Phillips. It will be set in the 80s and have a more gritty crime feel like most of Scorsese's movies. Uh, Rumors have it that Leonardo DiCaprio is being looked at to play the clown prince of crime himself. And apparently this movie will launch a new banner at Warner Brothers that will expand the DC universe to films that are outside of the timeline of the expanded universe. What? Yeah, yeah. Hold new. Yeah. It's such a roller coaster of emotion because I'm like, oh, DC's doing something and whatever. Oh, it's Joker, okay. Eh, but it's still DC. Oh, great. And then Martin Scorsese, what? Yeah. Uh, still DC doing something. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? So uh, I don't know how I feel. Okay, so it's not <laughs> it's not going to be part of the, the extended universe, but it's going to tie into it? It's no. its own expanded universe. It's not even an expanded universe. This is going to be a standalone movie. Think of it as well, a no, one-shot. No, there are supposed to be a series of several movies coming out in that expanded they universe. They have separate. now said that that's not true. I guess there the was Batman a confusion. The Batman one is still being made. Yeah, Batman is in the expanded universe. Which Wait, what? Which one? All right, well, let, me, let, me, let me try to... So I've been researching this all morning because I've been kind of curious about it. So... The Batman, which is the the movies that are coming out. I think there's going to be a trilogy of movies. Supposedly, it's still going to be within the DC Expanded Universe. This Joker origin movie is a standalone thing that does not tie to any of that. That doesn't even have the same Batman, doesn't have the same people playing the Joker. Nothing. It's going to be completely a standalone pocket thing. It's just one movie from what I'm reading. Now, also with that, there's going to be other movies coming out like Harley and Joker has a movie coming out. That's going to be in the DC Expanded Universe. So think of this movie as a one-off, standalone movie. Has It's an Elseworld Tales is essentially what it is. It's Elseworlds. So, so should we even be talking about this movie then? Well, here's the thing. We haven't seen this done yet in the current iterations of these comic book movies where we have actually one-offs that are not connected. And I feel like we're going to see... What happens if this movie is better than the rest of the DC Expanded Universe? It probably it will probably be. It probably will be. <laughs> it sounds like it has a, a shot at being it. And what this made me think of, and why I've kind of turned my thoughts around on this, because originally I was like, this is terrible, don't do it, this is horrible, no. It reminds me of Frank Miller's Year One. Mm-hmm. Year One wasn't in continuity. It was a standalone. He was able to do whatever he wanted to. It's like That's why it was darker than the rest of the Batman movies, or comics at the time. He was like, hey, I'm doing whatever I want. So he didn't have any restrictions, restrictions on like what so. happens as a result of what he yeah. did. Which was why I think Catwoman's a prostitute, wasn't she originally? Or she was something yeah. like that. Yeah. She was a prostitute. Like, there was a lot of heavy themes in that movie, <clears throat> or that comic. But then everyone loved it so much that they kind of tied it into the continuity. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we're going to see something in a situation where it's like, hey, this movie is standalone, it has nothing to do with everything, and then everyone loves it, and then it's like, well, let's, let's actually build off of this instead of what we're currently building off of. Last I heard, they haven't actually tied down Scorsese yet. 
Uh, no, nothing is official. Scorsese seems more official than Leonardo DiCaprio. That's mm. just in talks. And I heard the Scorsese was kind of a grab to get Leonardo as well for this role. Yeah, because I've heard like it that way or the other way where the only reason why Scorsese is willing to do this is because they found out that he that they might be able to get Leonardo DiCaprio. If they're both. Because yeah. they have collaborated on so many things together. And you got to wonder, like... Hey, are they like you know what let's do a Joker movie because the last Joker movie was fucking terrible and they're like can, can we finally well was Suicide Squad supposed to be a Joker movie no. I'm still trying to figure out what Suicide Squad was actually supposed to be about Jared Leto's very upset because he thought it was supposed to be more of a Joker movie and they edited or they deleted a bunch of the scenes that he thought was going to be in the movie and then when he saw it he's like this isn't what I signed up for good yeah. because it was terrible. No, it was a terrible. I, movie. I don't blame Jared Leto for the Joker movie. I mean, for the Joker's portrayal. I, I do think I in do. the in the <laughs> end they, they had to do something different with Joker. Like you know what I mean? Like they had to do they couldn't do what Heath Ledger did. They had to go completely opposite direction with Heath Ledger's Joker because no one could beat that. They didn't want to go back to the cheesy Jack Nicholson Joker because that doesn't really work in modern times. So I feel like they did something else. I understand what they're going for. I don't think they did a good job of it. Mm. I think Jared Leto enabled them. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like the fact that they're going to do a Harley Quinn Joker movie with Jared Leto and Robbie. What's her last so name? what would... Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I knew her last name. So what type of Joker do you think Leonardo would play? Because he, he definitely has the look of Jack Nicholson. Like He can pull that look off. Like the eye, the eyebrows, everything. Do you think yeah. they're gonna go with that sort of Joker? Well, it, I, are they gonna do the? Is this gonna be the Killing Joke? Because that's the. I don't think so. I think this is gonna be a completely original screenplay movie. So is it gonna be the Joker or before he was before it's an he origin became story. Yeah. the Joker? Before Joker, Leonardo DiCaprio becoming Joker. Essentially, it, you could, in theory, in this film in the first 25 to 30 minutes, create the Joker, and then the rest of the movie be a Joker film, which I think is probably really important, like, in my opinion. I um, I doubt that that's how they'll do it. It's I mean, I yeah, know. I mean, you could either go, you could go one or the other way. Get him, be, create the Joker early, or vice versa, he becomes the Joker in, like, the last five minutes. I would yeah. like that. I would actually like if it wasn't, if we didn't know it was a Joker movie, and it was just you know, the person's descent into kind of madness. And at the end, it kind of, you know, he has this laugh, and you're like, oh, shit. It's the DC's yeah. not going to allow that because they need that brain recognition. You're, you're right, because... Well, then, it brings in the question, is Batman a thing in this movie? Like, right. is this going to be... Ugh. Is Batman well, going to be also... We'll in, if Batman's in it, how... It's going to be a completely different actor because it can't be can't Ben Affleck be. Yep. because this is an Elseworld tale. Oh, it's maybe maybe it'll be uh, what's his name? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. I mean, it's very possible. But then the rumor is that now people are saying that it's possible that even though, despite everything they've said about uh, Ben Affleck being in the trilogy of movies that are being made inside the DC universe, that he's now out again because he announced that him and his brother are making a movie around the same time as what the first Batman movie is supposed to be coming out at, or being shot at. So it's like, well, you can't be in both. So if he's announced that he's shooting this movie, but the Batman movie is supposed to be shot at the same time, that makes us think maybe he's not Batman. When, this isn't the, exactly what you're talking about. This is more so on the behalf of Leo being in the movie. Leo has had the opportunity, three different instances, to play either a superhero or, or somebody in, in some sort of sci-fi extent, and he's turned on each one. He was offered to be Anakin in Star Wars. He was offered to be Spider-Man in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He was offered to be Robin in that horrible nipple Batman and Robin. And he turned down every single one of them, 
I don't know what now would make him say yes. Scorsese. I mean, I, I feel like that, that's what it is. It's the fact that Scorsese would be doing it. And the there's, fact- there's no proof, though, yet. Well, yes. no, if there is, though. I'm saying if they do have Scorsese. If they don't have Scorsese, you're right. But if they do, I feel like that has a lot of clout, and that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And the fact that it's not going to be a cheesy, over-the-top, you know, superhero movie. They're saying, like, this is supposed to be, like, a down, dirty, crime of streets of Gotham uh, type of story. If it doesn't have much of a feel of a superhero film, but it's wasn't just about Suicide Squad supposed to be gritty? But they lied to us about that. Like that yeah. that wasn't gritty because what I mean it's hot it, topic gritty. Well, well that and then it turns out there's a you know a witch who's doing everything and there's giant smoke monsters like everything else DC does. So it, it doesn't really fit that feel. Like if this is a Scorsese movie but with a a Joker bent to it, like I'm super interested in that despite the fact that it is so convoluted and weird. Also, isn't Scorsese producing he's not actually directing yeah uh, so you can put produce Mm -hmm. a person's name on producer and they don't actually do anything for the movie it's just a name added a lot of the times no that's legit and that's that's sure so with the the three movies or three superheroes he's played us uh robin spider-man and he turned down he turned down yeah he turned down and what was the third one anakin anakin Anakin. I don't know if I'd put Anakin as like a super I mean yes well I I said sci-fi sci-fi correct yeah yeah yeah. but like I, I don't see Leonardo's talents really leading well to either Robin or Spider-Man. I feel like no. he's... Think about the time, though, when it came out. Yeah, he, he was, was younger, but I feel Titanic. like he's, he's a more... Uh, his acting ability is better Robin than Juliet. just putting him behind a mask. We... Like, and not to say, like, everyone behind the mask is a bad actor. They're not. I'm saying, based off of his track record, he has always turned down roles that have been like that. Correct. I, I feel like Joker's such a different role than those other three. Yeah, that's true. It, it, but it's still within the fantasy and, realm. You're, yeah, exactly right. Yes. I think that Leo could could pull off the, a descent. If, if, if they were doing a descent into madness story with the Joker, he could pull it off. What I, what I would be concerned with is like, um, we've seen him do crazy. Shutter we've, Island, yeah, Shutter Island. We've seen, we've seen him. Even Django. Yeah, Django. We're like he just rolls with it, and it, yeah, Django. He, he was yeah, keeps acting. like that madness scene. That was like one of my favorite scenes in the entire. But see, movie. yeah, well, that was so. I'm 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 trying to think of like, uh, the the Joker as like the menacing psychopath, but the Joker is crazy, but he's not really crazy. He's he's super crazy. You know what I mean? He's so psychotic that he knows it. Like that's he's like meta crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I don't, I don't know. I think, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it could work. I, th- I, I would like, but I don't think that they're gonna do it in a way that would work. That would work. Because <laughs> it's not, DC. Well, right. yes. The fact that it's not in the DC continuity makes me wonder. They're giving directors what we've been talking about for a while is like letting good directors direct good movies. Like, here's some stuff to play with. Here's some blocks. Do what you want with it. That's what, you know, Marvel hasn't let their directors do. That's why Edgar Wright was fired from Ant-Man, because it's like, hey, I want to make this thing and make it stylized. They're like, no, 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 this has to fit within our continuity. Edgar Wright left, though, because they're like, you need to do these rewrites, and he's like, no, and they're like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they, they, they meddled with the movie. I'm wondering, though, if this is But that's how it works is the, is the problem. I don't want to get that's, into That's my point. But that, my yeah. point is the fact that it does work that way. He was too stubborn to, like, do his job. Because he makes problem. good movies, and he doesn't want to make a, a, a cookie-cutter movie, which I feel like is what Marvel does a good... But Ant-Man was good even though... It was though. good, but it wasn't Edgar Wright's style. Like, you, 
I couldn't imagine that movie. I think that movie could have been better if it was that style of Edgar Wright. But the thing is, is you got to adhere to what they... That's what I'm it, saying. We're not going to discuss no, 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 that. No, that's no. the point. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. making my point, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have to play within the... The, the confines. Yeah. I understand. But, yeah. and, but this Joker movie <laughs> won't have those confines. That's what I'm saying. What we don't know that for sure, but it could not. I don't, yes. I don't know how it would if, it's not, if, they're, if they're already saying it's not going to be within the DCU. Like, why would they restrain it? I think that that is the thing that DC would have to do is to let it go. Let your yeah, baby go. They would restrain it because it's DC. Exactly. And they're just going to make another bad decision. Uh, I'm assuming positive intent here. I'm assuming that this could be a way for DC to differentiate themselves from Marvel. This could very well be a situation where they're like, hey, we are failing at this whole building a universe, expanding universe, continuity of movies. Mm-hmm. What if we were to do this instead, where it's almost a one shot, but like letting good directors, good actors do explore this world and not worrying about how it connects to everything else? So, how do you feel about Todd Phillips then as the director from his past? Because he's done The Hangover, he's done Due Date, like he's yeah. he's Those done aren't stuff. Gritty. No, yeah, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not <laughs> like they're fun. They're entertaining, but they're not what we keep thinking of a Scorsese DiCaprio flick. And it's not gritty. It's not. You know, it's not this like true crime yeah. feel. Like that's a good point. Like so, we're putting everything on Todd Phillips here, and well, uh, I'm putting everything on Scorsese, but I understand I shouldn't be because, because Todd Phillips the is the director. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. It, uh, producer is one of those roles that like it depends on the producer, depends on the way the movie is made, because like some producers have a huge hand in the movie. Some producers are pretty much just the money guy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see Scorsese being just like the top level, like, yeah, give me a couple of pitches and I'll, I'll say yay or nay. Like, I, I feel like Scorsese, if he's going to put his name on it, is going to try to be more involved. I hope. I would hope, I, yeah. I mean, at this point in his life, though, he has enough money that he could just do that, though. Well, that's the thing. Like, why would he even, like, he has enough money, he doesn't, like... He doesn't like need he to care about crowd. his reputation anymore. He well, has it. It's established. I'm looking the other way. I'm saying, like, it's not like he's doing a cash grab. He has plenty of cash, so he, he has to be doing this because he wants to. And right. if he wants to do it, I'm hoping he has passion. If he wants to, they still haven't signed him yet. That's still correct. Like, yeah, that's we're, the, yeah, 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 we're still assuming. We're, we're the gone. assumption that he does. deep down yes. the speculation yeah. hole here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hopefully, hopefully he's listening. <laughs> yeah, he's listening to him and Fastbender. If you're out yeah. there, we 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 hope you can do it. And if you, if you can't get Leonardo DiCaprio, get Martin, uh, get uh, Michael Fastbender. <laughs> he's Fassbender. also a fan of the show. I'll also throw my name if you really need someone. I'm available. <laughs> One last thing about this whole subject, which like, we kind of glossed over, but uh, what do you guys think about a origin story for the Joker? Like, do you feel like that's like untouchable topic, or the fact that it's not tied into the DCU EU? That's okay. I would like it if they did a series of multiple origin stories. That could yes. be fun. Yes. Just different actors being Joker different <clears throat> ways. Because even after the killing joke, you're not so sure that's his actual origin story. They yeah. kind of leave that up to interpretation. Oh, yeah. They, I, what about the idea of like one film, but it's like five different shorts, and each one of them is a different origin story with a different actor. So kind of like Grindhouse when that came out. Yeah. How it was like two movies in one movie. If they did something like that where it's one of the shorts, that could be interesting. And then you're left to like the you're left to decide at the end, like which Joker which, is which the real Joker's Joker. the real Joker. I, the way I pictured that could be a way to get around this whole, you know, we don't want to know Joker's origin is what if it was like Interview with the Vampire, where it's Joker giving his recollection or recollection of how it happened, and at the end of it, it's kind of like Usual Suspects, where it's like, did it actually happen that way? Did he just make up this whole story just because he was trying to get his way with this person he's talking to? Yeah. So it's like an unreliable narrator type of thing where he tells you this whole cool story 
and it turns out it's all BS. And if there's one thing that you would expect to be unreliable, it'd be the origin it, story of yeah. the Joker. <laughs> because the chances are there's only going to be one guy who knows it, yeah. and it's the Joker himself. And he'll never tell he you. And he'd never tell I you. I think one way to absolutely ruin this film, at least for me, is to be like, this is the origin story. Like, this is definitively, this, yeah, follow this, is this for, this is yes. canon well, now. the only thing against that is that it's not actually officially part of DCU. True, which right. is why. I'm, but I'm, I'm still with okay you on yeah. that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as a one-off, just as like just to make a great film, just make a great film. Let's just start there. You know, like let's stop. Yeah. Stop <laughs> making I, I shit. I don't films. like it though. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 just make a good movie first. Yeah. In the DC. I don't know why I'm giving DC the benefit of the doubt, but I am in this situation. <laughs> I have no reason to, but I really want them to do it right because of the main people. Because because, yeah. because we all want it. Yeah, we all exactly. want it. We all, we all wanna, want it. We all want to have like a good, good comic book hero competition. You know, like the comic book movie competition. Huh? Mill our world. Jumping in the ring. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to news story number two. Um, this one, eh, not so much high hopes. Uh, okay, so actor Ed Screen announced via Twitter that he would be exiting the Hellboy reboot. reboot after fans voiced their concerns of whitewashing. The actor was set to play Benjamin Damio, a character with Asian heritage. His tweet said that he accepted the role unaware that the character in the original comics was of mixed Asian heritage. He went on to explain that he would be stepping down from the role because he felt like it was the right thing to do. Well, first off, Bruno, I mean, do you think this was a cool thing that he did? or I think this was an absolutely great thing he did. Um, I think whitewashing has been a an issue in Hollywood for a long time that everyone sort of puts off on everyone else and no one really takes like fault for it. So when he came out and said, you know what, this is, this is wrong, I should do this, like he made a stand, I respect him greatly for it. I, I'm in agreement on this as well. I think it, it takes a lot sometimes to just say like, you know, you have a great opportunity here. You can get to, you know, because I, I think Ed Screen had only really done. He's not a huge actor. Like, he's not a huge actor. And like well, the ability. Wasn't to, he Francis and Deadpool? Yeah. That's like, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I know him from is Francis yeah. and Deadpool. Right. 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 And even that, I mean, he was a great villain in that. And so mm-hmm. like I could see it, you know, being. And you imagine that if he got this part, he like, you know, auditioned for it. He really fought for it. He, you know, won the part. So the fact that he was willing to step down and not do what we've seen other actors do where they try to justify the whitewashing or saying like, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I feel like this is what we should do. Like, we've seen that a lot lately. Or blame Trump like uh, Finn Jones did. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> Over Danny Rand. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, he, he blamed the the people's perception. He's like, we're, we're now in this world and Trump is like this whole big thing. I don't know his actual quote. Wow. I'd have to look it up. I did not up. hear that one. <laughs> he yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, he, he blamed, because everybody hated Iron Fist and he said it was like because... You know, he was white and like he's he rich, was, he's and, rich yeah. and like he was a playboy or whatever, and everyone hated him because they hate Trump and they he like. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> no, and it was I hated like, his acting, his martial arts ability. Right, yeah, no, and that's I, what I everyone's hated the writing, which was <laughs> yeah. the worst yeah. part. Believe it or not, not Defenders him. really good. I thought he was actually a, a fun character in Defenders. Uh, that's a little bit off subject. I, <laughs> I think my biggest thing about this is that uh, there's uh, the comment that the studio, for their part, has stated that they are committed to finding an Asian actor to tackle this role. Why weren't they doing? that in the first place right and uh something that was in my uh, briefing of this one was that he also or the the studio i can't remember which producer it was but had a tweet that said you know defending their casting of him and how people were just getting been out of shape over this and then he deleted that tweet after of the course. actor stepped down so that's kind of tells you <laughs> like oh crap never mind never mind never mind <laughs> another question that i have is that 
did did Ed Skrin go far enough where like he signed contracts so that now he might be liable to pay dues for breaking the contract? I hope not, and that's that, that is a good question. There has not been anything said in any reports I've read about any legal action or anything yeah. like that. That that's a big scare if you're an actor in a situation like mm-hmm. that, and I think that him being willing to take that step back with that sort of thing that could loom in his presence, that's really great of him. Just another added depth to what a great thing he's done. Right, you know, does this affect how he's viewed in Hollywood now? Because the fact of the matter is, it's like, like you said, why weren't they doing this in the from the very beginning? And it's like... You know the, why. You know exactly <laughs> yeah. why. Like, but it sounds like everyone's now, kind of... Forming, there's solidarity with him. Like everyone's giving. They're trying credit. to save yeah. face. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they are, but other actors and yeah. actresses yes, now are yes. too. Are they're saying, yeah, this is great that he actually did it. Like, uh, the person who actually sent him to the job was like, well, I know he fought hard for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he kind of stepped down. This could have been a big break for him, but like he had he had scruples and he, he mm-hmm. stuck to his ethics, and it was really really nice to see and refreshing. So I mean, we're, we we said like, why wasn't the studio trying to hire? Um, an Asian American person. Because imagine if Ed, Ed Screen not said anything, they would have just ran with it. Like but they how? Like how was how was he unaware that this character was? You know, I mean, a lot of times these you actors can, they, they get the screenplay and yeah. nothing in there says that the characters of Asian descent. Like they don't read the source material. I, I know, oh. I know, but like you can just you can just search for this character on Wikipedia and like you can just get. No, you, I hear you know what you're it. Yeah. There there are times where people are going out for rules and they do not tell you what role you're going out for. That's they also put true. they put out a, a feeler, I want this type of person that can do this type of thing because they yeah. want to keep the whole project under locks until the people get their roles. They don't give anything so, away. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to give anything away. So that's also a possibility. He may they have auditioned out, with for with a concept in mind. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the studios put out the concept. Like the whole Spider-Man thing where Spider-Man couldn't be black when the whole Sony leaks came out and they saw Spider-Man had to be these certain things. That's what they put out. They don't say, I'm looking for Spider-Man. They say, I'm looking for this type of person. Yeah. Yeah. And what they put out was probably, I want what Ed is, not I want an Asian American. Mm. And that's all in the studio. I don't put any fault on Ed for this. No, no, and, that, that's some people were, you know, saying the same thing, Chachi, you're saying is the fact that he shouldn't have taken the role to begin with. But I, I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt here that he didn't realize, like he said in his statement, he did not realize that this character was of Asian descent. Like he was just like, I just applied for a role and got it, and I was just super happy and excited to play him. But now that he's done research and he saw the outcry, this is interesting for another reason is because this is the first time that an actor has actually taken it upon themselves to do this and not relied on the studio to make the decision. The fact that he's done this now sets a precedent that I think is going to be interesting because the next time some whitewashing happens, the actor now has that on their shoulders. Like, I can not take this role and do the right thing. So, like, and, if I don't, then I can't hide behind the studio like everyone else has in the past and say, like, you know, well, the studio hired me. I'm not the one that makes the decisions. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, and not to mention, like you said, he he was aware of what the community wanted and aware of a problem that's been much more prevalent lately, and he said, you know what, I'm taking a stand, and I think it's great. Yeah, whitewashing's been around for a long time. There's always been, every time something comes up, someone says something, and then, you know, once again, a studio comes, well, like, this is what we did, and then everyone's like, okay, well, it's done. Um, and not a lot of people stay upset with it. They kind of either watch the movie or they don't watch the movie, but that's it. There's not a big... A big hubbub after the fact, like there's like small groups, and then Ed Screen came along and kind of did this. 
So I actually have something that's interesting about this. So, I mean, uh, recently, probably what, in the last year, when Wind and Ghost in the Shell came out, just oh, pretty Scarlett pretty Johansson, Scarlett Johansson played a what was supposed to be an Asian female. Um, yeah, I mean, the character was not specifically Asian. Right, right, right. Because she was an android. But right, but I mean, ultimately, like, she was modeled the, after. The, the, the manga, or manga, however manga. you pronounce it, yeah. the manga was supposedly nondescript. For her character, yeah, but at the same time, it was all steep in Asian culture, and exactly. it really had an exactly. Asian. That's the thing I didn't like about that. But good. yeah, you know, but it's something. Scarlett Johansson, so like, <laughs> well, so okay. here's, here's here's the thing: is that the internet went crazy. They lost their freaking mind as yeah. soon as they like, oh, whitewashing, like you know, not even giving anyone else a chance. It came out in Japan, which is where this movie. This manga got started. Mm-hmm. Japan loved it. They they loved that Scarlett Johansson was the main character. Like, so what is it saying about us? Like, are white people literally the only people getting upset about this? No. I don't think so. Not at all. To add to that, though, the actual writer said that he approved of Scarlet, Mm -hmm. and he said that the people that were upset about it had no cause to be upset. For her casting. And maybe maybe that's just a a, a unique case, then, in that sense that Ghost in the Shell was slightly different. If you want to look at a very uh, a more egregious one, look at like the last Airbender, right? Which oh, yeah. was completely whitewashed. It was like it was heavily based in East culture and Inuit culture, and they completely whitewashed all the protagonists. But yet, all the villains were of darker skin descent. Um, but the the female, like the the exotic female, she was not white, mm-hmm. which is also a, a long standing trend with American films that the bad guys are usually ethically. Uh, different than the white protagonist. And same with, if you want, like, the female lead who kind of is in there a little bit but doesn't do too much, she's usually ethic as well. Interesting. What we usually see is we see the studio hide behind the fact that these movies need to have a a big-name actor as the star, so therefore they have to cast a big-name actor, which most of them are white. Um, But we've also seen that this doesn't work because, like, with Goes in the Shell, they hired Scarlett Johansson because she's a big-name actress, but yet the movie tanked in America. Right. Um, it's uh, that didn't work out in their favor, and they actually even wrote in why she was white in the movie. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, they said that the consciousness of an Asian woman was taken out of her body and put into this android, which is a white android. And so it turns out that she actually is an Asian woman the whole time, which eh, I felt kind of like that was like what? Yeah, it's yeah. stupid. I feel like the only reason why it went over well over there is because most. Uh, large Asian cities are obsessed with Western culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the reason why they're okay is because we'll Scarlett Johansson represents the Western world that we are so in love with and obsessed with. Also, it's Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Also Also Scarlett Johansson. Um, So I want to flip this a little bit. So we had a new story a couple weeks ago about people being upset about Domino uh, being cast as a black woman instead of a white woman like in the comics. Well, I guess she's like bleached white in the comics, but whatever. Point is that they they racially flipped her character, um, and everyone was saying how great that it is. So why is it okay that they racially flip her, but not racially flip? Or they do this with whitewashing? I don't. Did was she actually racially flipped? Yeah, I like, mean, she's obviously not supposed to be like in the comics. She's she's not black, <laughs> but she's an albino. I believe there's there are other albino. Well, no, I know, I know ethnicities, but and... I, I feel like. Obviously, I don't agree with this argument, but I wanted to bring it up because I want to see what it is. Yeah, I know, and it's just I, I, I get I get where you're coming from, but like I, there's there's really there's really nothing to say in in the comic books that she was she was white or she was black. She was just 
her. Well, she had bleached white skin. There's other situations where we've had the racial flips where the character was white in the comics in terms of like, like uh, Johnny Storm. Or not Storm. Yeah. That would be Michael. a fine example. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing is, was that a big part of that character's identity? There we go. That's what I wanted to get at. Exactly. I feel like if the character has a reason to be that race, like there's something in their culture and that kind of stuff, and they, they're their upbringing, like, like an Asian character coming from, you know, Asia. <laughs> that matters to the character's backstory. Mm-hmm. If that's the situation, I do think we should be sticking to the, the racial, you know, makeup of the character. But if the character is just white because it's a default color to make the character. Yeah, and that was, um, um, that was one of my things that I brought up whenever we talked about Domino's character. Her being white with a black eye had nothing to do with her character. Like, yes. it, there was nothing about, there was nothing special about it. So they flipped it and now she's she's black with a white eye. Ooh. And it, it changes nothing to the fact about her character. Right. Whereas, like, yeah, you go back to, like, Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal, like... <laughs> that makes no sense. Why, why is, is the white guy there in Persia, and why is he the... Like, it, it makes zero sense. Right. The, the whole problem is, is that by changing characters that are other ethnicities, you're whitewashing, obviously, you're reducing the amount of roles that those characters can get. Mm-hmm. Most of the roles that those characters can get are caricatures. They are stereotypes. And the thing is, is that people are people everywhere. Just because you're Asian doesn't mean you're going to be that Asian stereotype. They should have the same types of opportunities as any white person to get a role. Mm-hmm. And so then you're just giving the roles to white people because they're the preference in Hollywood, leaving less and less roles for those who better fit that role because it already exists for them. Because these people, they they, uh, they grow up, they're like, oh, this, like, I grew up, like, reading or watching Last Airbender, like, I know martial arts, whatever, I can play hang. But then they just give it to someone, like, like I more embodied this role than... A white person, but they changed the role enough so that the white person could have it. White people do not need more roles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the in a perfect world, what we'll see is the default where if a character is just a character in their, their backstory as far as you know their race doesn't play into their character, any race can be playing that character. If the character obviously has a reason to be a certain race, that should be that race. You know what I mean? So I mean, there's there's reasoning behind it. So another kind of a interesting thing that could be seen as whitewashing, I don't know, we'll, we'll discuss it, is uh, reports have come out that Michael K. Williams is being replaced by Paul Bettany in the upcoming Han Solo movie. It was first announced that Michael K. Williams was leaving the Han Solo movie due to scheduling issues with the ex- extensive reshoots happening now. Uh, it was assumed that they would be writing out his character for the movie, but it turns out that they decided to just recast him with Paul Bettany, who plays Vision in the MCU. Sources close to the project reported that the character was originally going to be an alien who was motion captured by Michael K. Williams, but due to time constraints of the reshoot, it will now be played by Paul Bettany. Is this a case of whitewashing? Uh, I mean, a, a, a very cynical look, you could say yes, because they were even going to take the Michael K. Williams and make him an alien, so he wasn't even going to portray himself. Like, I'm going to say this is pedantically whitewashing, yes. but not really. <laughs> but it's not really, it, just, it sort of ties in. But I'm actually upset because I feel like that alien was good at dance, because Michael K. Williams is a dancer. I do um, know that. Yeah, he is a dancer. Um, I love Michael K. Williams. I loved him in Omar and The Wire. Uh, one of my favorite actors from that. But it's, it's not a case of whitewashing. This is a case of time constraints. I personally think the bigger issue for me here is not that he's being replaced by Paul Bettany. It's that they've generally, and Marvel's done it quite often lately, 
taken ethnic actors and made them different colored aliens instead of allowing them to be their race. Yeah, they change their color. They they make them an alien. They change them to something that they're not. So that they have that diversity within the film. They have that actor. So they hit that quota, <laughs> but they don't actually get to play the ethnicity that they represent in real life. Yeah. I think that's the bigger problem here. I think there's a couple of cases. I mean, obviously there are black characters in the MCU, for example. Um, even in, obviously, Star Wars, we, we have Finn, uh, but there's not a large variety. We have, we have, we have Finn. Oh, just Finn. We have Finn. No, we have three. There's three. We have three. Lando? Last time we said two. Yeah, who'd we Finn, miss? Finn, Lando. Mace. Mace Windu. Oh, uh, Mace Windu. I forgot about the people. Uh, yeah, everyone right. forgets about Mace Windu. Yeah. Yeah. Mace Windu. Well, maybe so correction. He's coming back, though. He's Snoke. Yeah. I feel like the more interesting thing about this is more about the fact that they are doing such a big extensive reshoot that they have to actually not CG this character anymore because they don't have time and they don't have the reason. Like, they're like, well, we're just going to make it a human because we can't afford to have this good of post-production and have to have it reshot or, you know, uh, turn into a CG character. I'd be very curious to follow this story for a while to see... Like, they haven't really given a reason other than, like, Ron Howard likes working with Paul Bettany. Well, that's why they, they hired him. But Michael K. Williams did, like, originally the report was he was leaving the production because he couldn't make the reshoots because he's already contracted for another movie. So he's like, uh, I can't do the reshoots, okay. guys. Like, I'm already shooting another movie. I can't break a contract. And so they're like, oh, how are we going to write his character out or whatever? And then they decide, oh, we're just trying to recast it and not make it a CG character anymore. It's going to be played by an actor. Here's Got a it. way to fix it. Push back the release date. <laughs> yeah, but for a side character who's not even in the movie a lot, I feel like he's only in a couple scenes. Representation matters. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah CG the Han Solo representation. movie has gone through such a big like overhaul in the past, you know, few months. Just like they had everything set together, and then like uh, they got rid of the director, they got rid of Ron Howard in, and now they're making all these changes, reshoots. I'm actually very much scared for this production. This is the first movie. time I've been scared about a Star Wars, you know, modern day production. I, I hope this movie's not a mess because <sighs> I'm know. really excited for Lando Carl Rizian to be Dong Lover. Hey, Dong. <laughs> I was <laughs> Donald Glover. <laughs> Dong Glover and his stand up. My my problem was or my I am I have been worried since it was stated that the actor playing Han Solo Alden or whatever his name is had to have an uh, acting coach come in and help him. I've been worried since then. I think that's kind of a big deal. My understanding, though, is that this is a situation that's unique because of the fact that it is changing the tone of a character mid-production. Because of that, he needed someone, or they he didn't necessarily need it, but they decided to bring someone in to help him kind of make that, that tonality shift of the character. My thing is that he's an actor, that's his job. He's not a method actor where he gets into that role months and months in advance and he stays in that role the whole time and people are afraid of him on set. He's just a regular actor who should be able to transition. Okay, Daniel Day-Lewis, we know you're Abraham Lincoln right now, but we need to change you into Genghis Khan. Go. Whitewashing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was was listening to a lot of podcasts on Genghis Khan recently. Yeah. All right, last news story of the day. We have more Blade Runner news, which I'm... Well, first off, I think a couple of you guys haven't seen the original Blade Runner, if I remember right. One, think, one of us has I think it's just me. Just you? Just, it's just, just I didn't want to name uh, you out. I didn't want to like, you know, call no. you out. Yeah, uh, uh, no. Yeah. Myself, Chachi. Megan. Brendan and I started watching it one day, and Brendan fell asleep, and I turned it off because I'm like, I can't handle how boring this is. Which movie did you watch? Which version? Blade Runner. No, no, no but it's uh, like four different cuts. We got like a half hour in, so does that matter? Listen voiceover. 
I don't fucking know. Yes, yes, there <laughs> was. There was. You voice. were watching the wrong cut. Okay, well then. So does does the one without a voiceover make it any more interesting? It really does. Is the beginning any different within yeah. the first thirty the whole minutes? Movie's different. Like yes. they, yeah. they they completely changed. So the original cut of Blade Runner, the one that uh, Ridley Scott wanted to do, was a little bit more like a film noir movie. Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to have that feel, but he didn't want to broadcast what was going on to the like he didn't want to make it super easy where it was just like Harrison Ford narrating telling you exactly what's going on because it's redundant you're mm-hmm. watching a movie you don't need a narrator because you should be able to see what's going on instead of being told what's going on even with a narrator it couldn't keep him awake no but the narrator actually makes the movie boring because you don't have to think anymore you're just like being told the story so it's almost like you're listening to an audiobook with visuals which was the problem the the movie is I I Give it a chance. I promise. <laughs> it's a good movie. Well, what it, cut should we be looking for? Yeah. yeah. The final cut. The, so yes. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, the final, the final cut. The final cut. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, 2019. Well, it doesn't have any numbers in it. In the year of our Lord, 2019. And, and also read the book, The Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. I honestly it's think it. that's not needed because the book is completely different. I know. Even so, going down to your roots is never a bad thing. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. A, I mean, not it's, to mention Philip K. Dick is considered like one of the best sci-fi oh, writers yeah, of all time. Oh yeah, you should read Philip K. Dick he's like He's like the father of sci-fi, but... The book is also not very long. No, so it's, it's a short story. It is a very like, short story. Mm-hmm. Can we say that Ray Bradbury's a grandfather then if he's the father? Yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks. I like that. That's fair. <laughs> um, so the reason why we're talking about Blade Runner, um, they're doing something interesting with the production, with the promotion of this movie. They're doing the same thing that Alien Covenant actually did, and some other movies have done this in the past, where they're having these shorts be, that come out as kind of like advertisement for the movie that are separate from the movie. They take place before the movie, and they kind of build the world. Mm. Um, we saw the Martian do this where they have like a whole bunch of like little snippets of like the astronauts talking into the camera like they're like doing a NASA program. That was really cool. And we saw Alien Covenant do this where they had this little short. Uh, did they uh, do I've... more than one short, Alien Covenant? I thought uh, they two, two, two shorts. Two yeah. shorts, yep. So this is going to have three shorts. Each one's probably going to be, you know, five, five to six, six minutes, minutes yeah. long. Actually, speaking of uh, Alien Covenant, this one was directed by Ridley Scott's son, Luke Scott, just like the one from Alien Covenant was. Nepotism alert. <laughs> Which, you know, it makes sense because this Blade Runner was originally Ridley Scott, so it's kind of cool to see that as well. Um, we just got done watching it. Uh, Brendan, what do you think? Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I would say that um, I want to now watch Blade Runner. That's for sure. I actually want to watch... Blade Runner, the final cut. I'm just going to say I own it, and I have the day free. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Would we be able to go home and bring our dog over? Sure. I don't care. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, I can do this. Can but we, we should probably actually say what the short was, because people might not have watched it yet. Sure. I realize that. Uh, so this short follows Jared Leto's character. Um, Unnamed, I believe, right? Uh, oh, uh, wait. Did they... Neander Wallace. Yeah, Neander, Neander Wallace. Wallace. Okay. He is supposedly a big, like... Rich guy in this universe. Well, quick, Go ahead. quick, quick note: there will potentially be spoilers. Yeah, I'm trying to like kind of like tiptoe around the spoilers here. So uh, I just, I just be more comfortable. We can totally talk about it. I'm yeah. just saying, like, let's just yeah put a spoiler warning in Got right it. now for our users. Fire alarm spoiler. Yeah, we I mean, get some user for spoiler and just like. Fire alarm, remember? We were going to use that. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, what, what's... what's Darth Vader's father. What's the moratorium on spoiler warnings? Because I think like, 30 years is probably long enough. 30 how, years? Oh, how, my God. How, how, when did... Blade Runner came out. Oh, uh, Blade Runner, years. I think, came out, like, right after Alien did. I, I think Ridley Scott did them, like, back-to-back. Yeah, in fact, uh, he was worried. 1982 was Blade Runner. Yeah, and Alien was 1979. Okay, so I think if the movie's older than us, it's okay. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're talking about a movie that came out last week, then obviously spoiler yes. spoiler alert. But like, this movie is what thirty five years old. Yeah. Well, I I thought Brennan was talking spoiler alert for, for the new one this. for twenty. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we will be spoiling the short as well. Um, but yeah, so so the whole premise of this short is that it, it t- takes place, I think, about fifteen years before the movie, the sequel takes place. Uh, this takes years in the night. 2036. 2036, and the movie will take place in 2049. Yes. So, yes. yes, 13 years. Cool. So, it's pretty far back from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it explains how replicants might be reintroduced to the world of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's kind of like a broad strokes overview. It's pretty uh, intense. I like the fact that it actually had the same feel as Blade Runner, the same music. Um, that's one of my favorite things about Blade Runner is the synthesizer feel to the music and very like melodic and I can understand why people might fall asleep during it because it does have a very like intense like kind of slow burn feel to it um so out of so let's talk about this for a moment then let's so what do we think uh was his Neander mm-hmm. is his name character's name yeah. Neander, Wallace. Neander Wallace so what what do we think Neander's Wallace character is in this universe and what do, what do you mean is or <laughs> Right. Is he is he a human? Is he potentially replicant? Is he he's, a replicant making replicants? He's definitely a human. You definitely think he's a human. I definitely think he's a human making replicants. I feel like he he's taking the place of the previous big conglomerate that would make replicants. Um, and he's definitely not a good guy. Like they, they do a good job in this to show that he is a sinister character and has some loose morals. <laughs> to sure, say the least. sure. Uh, and just wants to get his way. He has that rich feel where he's like, I have a vision, I'm a mastermind, I'm going to get my way. You guys are all pumped. He's, he's, like, he's like Maester Kyburn in Game of Thrones. Mm. He's, there we like, go. he's a brilliant scientist that has um, zero Ooh. ethics. Right. Questionable, yeah. Uh, you were going to say something, Megan? I was just going to say, can he really have a vision? But that's just... <laughs> 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 Spoilers, he might be blind? Yep. Yeah, he appears to be blind. Um, he does have some, I don't know if it's just Jared Leto being Jared Leto and not being the best actor in the world, uh, but he seems to have sight in this a little bit. There's he, some hints. Some he, he doesn't do a very good job of acting blind if he is blind. Yeah, unless right. that is going to be some cool twist where it turns out he's not blind. But yeah, in this short, it kind of seems like he might have sight. I mean, like let's, let's be honest here, people. He could make robots. Why would he not make himself robotic eyes? That's that's a good point. Maybe he has screwed with his eyes so much that he can no like all the nerve endings are burnt off or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, let's recap the idea. So he he's sitting here talking to what appears to be potential buyers. Is that what he's getting at? Or no. they're actually politicians. They're politicians, and he's yeah. trying to get the prohibition because there's a prohibition of replicants. Yes. Okay, and he which is something new. We didn't know that. So in the Blade Runner, they don't talk about anything about. Prohibition on replicants. So this is new information that there has now been instated a prohibition on yes. replicants. So it, it kind of struck me as a little weird because they were drinking like whiskey or something. Then they just started talking about prohibition. And, and I was like, like, whoa, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Cool wait idea. a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so not. we know now that in this this world that there's a prohibition on replicants. They haven't been around for a long time. Uh, it sounds like since the events of the first movie. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there aren't replicants, but yet they're still trying to make this work. And the whole idea is just kind of like with slavery, yeah, slavery in America, that we had this whole industry based around slavery, mm-hmm. with, which was with replicants. Mm-hmm. Now that replicants are gone, how do we survive without it, and how do we go on? Um, and he's saying that he now has a new, improved, better version of a replicant that won't disobey orders and won't go crazy. So therefore, we should bring him back. 
Now, by crazy, again, I haven't seen Blade Runner. I'm just going to speculate it. By crazy, they imply, like, become self-aware, kind of like the traditional creator versus creation type thing. In broad strokes, uh, without giving any spoilers, the whole idea of the first Blade Runner is exploring what it is to be human, what makes it, like, what exactly is consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know, at what point is something deserving of rights. Sure. Right. So that's that's the idea behind the first movie. Yeah, and like I mean, rebelling against those rights, or is it just programming? Yeah. Typically, whenever you deal with robots, you deal with like just lifeless machines that don't feel pain or empathy or whatever. Terminator. Right. Right. But the, but they're but replicants are not. They're not like T one thousands. They're not like. No. They're not like angry murder bots or whatever. They do have more power than a human. Like the whole idea is that they do have <clears throat> more. Like, they're, they're better than humans, but at the same time, they are really hamstringed by their, their life cycle and all that kind of they, stuff. They have, they have everything but empathy. And even, like, one of the things that they show in the short, it, I mean, without, without me going into it, like, robots can feel. Like, yes. replicants can yeah. feel. Yeah. I mean, in, in Trudy Philip K. Dick, I mean, he wrote iRobot. Yeah. And iRobot was covered a lot of the same concepts don't let the will smith movie ruin irobot for you I, I feel like read the book it's i personally don't like the, i didn't hate the movie i didn't hate it but I, I don't feel like it was as good as what the original ideas of Ro- irobot were no the movies are never as good as the books well that's also true um but yeah so i, I feel like without you guys so half this room has not seen blade runner that's really surprising to me um is surprising yeah or disappointing it's well, okay I know with Blade there, Runner isn't everyone's cup of tea. I understand that completely. With there being so many wrong versions to watch, though, are you surprised? It really is confusing. Um, yeah, if you've got three incorrect versions and one one correct version, like yeah, but uh, we might have to um, have your nerd nerd cards revoked. <laughs> <sighs> no, because I, I feel you, like you, sh- you should have you should have seen and appreciated all the versions. I, Technically, I we did it. see it. We just <laughs> didn't finish it. Yes. Yes, yeah, so, and that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, so that's. That news. I don't know. Is there anything else we can talk about with no. Blade Runner? Or? Oh, I would actually like. To, um, again, this is not. Maybe this is just my naivety. Um, is Jared Leto's character actually in this new version? Yeah, he's yes. going to be a character in this movie. I, it doesn't really make it clear how big his role is, but he's in the trailer at least. Okay, so he, okay, he that's is fair. In it enough to to justify being in the trailer. He's meandering around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, terrible. Can't he just go back on tour with his band and go away for a while? Please? He just he just did. I know. Do you really want to see him live? <laughs> I want him to stop being in movies so I don't have to see him anymore. Listen, I, I, I can choose him. not to go to see his stupid concerts because it's him and I don't care about it. But if I want to see a movie time. that I has a bunch of actors that I like, I'm forced to watch him. No, thank you. What if Coheed and Cambria opens up for 30 seconds to Mars? I'll see when they come to Pittsburgh next time. I've done it before. <laughs> Look, every, every time we talk about uh, Jared Leto, I just want to remind you guys that if you're feeling like Jared Leto hate, watch Fight Club. Yeah, because he gets his ass kicked in Fight yeah. Club. It's really you just, cathartic. Just, just watch that one scene, yeah. and, and you'll feel way better. You I almost th- feel bad for him. Almost. I, I just like Fight Club because I feel like it's every dude bro's favorite deep movie. Yeah, it's a very nihilistic movie. It's of its time. I feel like Fight Club and Chuck... Watch Palo the Mac. scene where Jared Leto gets his <laughs> ass beat, and you'll feel, you'll feel good. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. I feel like that's all we have. Do we have any homework? Wait, do, do we, we have, have homework? homework? I do have some homework for you. God yeah. damn it. It's school's back. Homework. It's like being back in school. Yeah. It's, it, this isn't as exciting as the other ones because I couldn't really think of anything to Yeah, I can't think time. about Gina Carano. Well, yeah, I, I can. So. <laughs> Every night. Your homework is, if you personally could be in any movie franchise, 
what would it be? Why and what character would you play? Would you play an already uh, uh, play an already existing character, or would you create a role for yourself as your own character? No answers. Just give stipulations now. Is there anything that confusion about this homework any, assignment? Anything you need clarified? I just want to know that my answer is going to be next week, but I know it already. Good, good. <laughs> All right, cool. You're so the teacher's pet that any, everyone loves. Any existing movie franchise? Yes. So if I had to, are we talking franchise or expanded universe? I think we should, are we franchise. Franchise. So, oh, I guess because the last universes thing. are incorporated in franchise. Yeah, right. exactly. So I'm I'm rewriting myself into this movie, you or can or do that. or I could be a main character. You you can place yourself as a main character, or you can write your own. Personally, I feel like it's more interesting if you make up a character because I feel like that will be a better conversation than if you just it, replace a character. I think there's a lot of discussion. Change here. the movie by doing that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I want to discuss it now. <laughs> That's homework. It'll be discussed at the top of the show next week. What? Miss? Miss Megan? <laughs> Miss Megan. <laughs> Miss Megan. Well, they call you Miss M, right? They do, yeah. so you yeah. Miss M, really? Because yeah. they can't say it. People want to have the same last name. It's the house right. of M. All right. Uh, kill everybody because my children were taken away. Whoa! Whoa! whoa. <laughs> uh, so yeah. whoever Don't currently put that has on a resume. student with uh, Miss M, we need to probably pull that student out. <laughs> uh, so big news about the podcast: uh, we now have our own iTunes stream. Woo. We are no longer on the. Nice. Well, we're we're on it right now. The Geek Out Nerd Rage uh, channel. We're going to spin off onto our own channel, so that way there'll be separate streams that you don't have to subscribe to one and get both. So what that means is we need people to subscribe to the correct stream. This episode will still be on on Geek Out, obviously, because you're listening to it right now. Uh, and the next episode, we're going to keep on Geek Out stream as well, but it's also going to be on the new one. I just subscribed. Just yeah. subscribed. We have episode titles. We do. We do. What was this episode title? We already we said I haven't. I, I make it up. something that we probably couldn't actually have. No, I, I make it up when I'm editing the, the show. This, okay. Yeah. It, it will probably have something to do with Jared Leto. <laughs> will he please just die? That's, that's mean. But yeah, so go subscribe to our channel on iTunes or however you get your your podcasts. Make sure it's Filmverse, not Geek Out Nerd Rage. Yeah. Well, we're you can a, subscribe to that one as well. Well, please subscribe to that one as well. And we're still a part of Geek Out Nerd Rage. It's still on the same website and all that kind of stuff. We just wanted to make sure we had two different streams for the show. Yes. Uh, so yeah, if you don't get it in two weeks, you know why. Because you didn't subscribe to the right stream. So please. it should be the Filmverse stream, not the Geek Out Nerd Rage stream. So like and subscribe. Yes. Give like, us a five star rating. All that jazz. Donate to us on Patreon. And we kind of want to. St- <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Uh, if not- someone who knows how to set up Patreon would set one up for us. No, don't do that. <laughs> and then give us money. We will do that once we actually have listeners. <laughs> Joe, I'm talking Joe. to you. Joe, Joe just, give us money. Just I don't give me know a sandwich. you. Just you know, next time you see me. Well, wait, wait. We're forgetting about oh. Martin Scorsese and Michael Fassbender. And the pity listens. <laughs> and well, and, and it. it was and it was Ed Scrine until we we said his name. Sorry, wrong. Ed Scrine. Michael Fassbender listens for me, anyways, guys. So don't worry. <laughs> um, That's rude. Someone we do want to do. We want to start having uh, listener mail, possibly giving us ideas for subjects or you know just jumping off points for conversations. So you can either subscribe to or not subscribe. You can either uh, follow us on Twitter at the Filmiverse, or you can email us at thefilmverse at gmail.com. Give us some questions. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you like, what you dislike. Yeah, that would be helpful. If you want to be a part of the homework questionnaires, you could certainly do that. That would be great. Feel free to enter in your answer for the homework. Joe, if you're listening, um, I know that you already gave us things to talk about, but I'm terrible and I forgot to tell tell everyone else. You might want to just tell us through that. Yeah, so tell us us the social media's webs. Yeah, he told me as well. (laughs) You can't remember. God, you guys are terrible. My memory is terrible. 
right. Well, thanks everyone. We'll we look forward to uh, having you listen next week. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Excelsior. Flip side. <laughs> Is that going to be your new tagline? Flip side. <laughs>